Tony, nine minutes to five on SFM. Good to have you with us. A pleasure and the privilege to welcome my sister Lucinda Evans. She's an activist. She she once said to the computer police, uh, you will not murder us today. Mm-mm. It's not going to happen. <laughs> sister Lucinda, a pleasure and a privilege uh, to have you on the show. And thank you for waking up so early. We know uh, someone like you is always on the go. Good morning this morning. Are you well, mom? Good morning, Mantla. I'm very well in yourself. Ah, we are aire, we are aire. Uh, do, do you think we are ready for level two? I mean, as an activist, you deal with a lot uh, during these uh, difficult times. Yeah, I think we are. I, I think we should, we should, we should start to normalize. Well, what what is going to be the new normal for our lives, and especially for survivors that are feeling stuck still. Being in the same space with the perpetrator, not too afraid to be accessing help and support, not knowing where to go to, how to access help, especially with gender-based violence. Yeah, it's rough. This year's uh, Women's Month celebrated amid very, very unusual conditions. How, how do you feel about how about this year's Women's Month? Well, we've got nothing to celebrate, Mandela. Absolutely nothing to celebrate. And I'm sure the women in 1956 are turning, some of them are turning in the case. Because if you look at the conditions of how we as the women of 2020 is living, how we are so afraid we are afraid to move. We are afraid to go to our shops. We are afraid to, to travel in public transport because of the rate of violence that have been perpetrated against us, our daughters, our sisters, our omas. And, you know, this year, especially looking back at a year ago of what was said what was promised to us by the president. And a year later, if we look back, nothing much has changed. Nothing has changed at all for the protection of women in this country. Absolutely nothing. Rapists are still getting bail. Um, Even people that are raping young boys are getting 1,000 rand bail. Even currently, I'm supporting a priest here in Cape Town that have been raped 18 years ago. And for 18 years, she has been struggling to get justice for herself. She's been raped by an alleged fellow priest. She went on two hunger strikes. I supported her, and I hung panties on Women's Day at the Archbishop's home to be told we need to burn in hell. And so... In this woman's month and on Women's Day, a woman like myself and many other women, we have absolutely nothing to celebrate. We don't feel free in this country and we don't feel safe. Oh, yeah, it, it is rough. Now, it's, it's, it's been a long slog for you from District 6 to Lavender Hill, obviously District 6 still contested. A lot of people who originally come from there still wanting to go back. That's a debate for another day. But it's been a long way from there to Lavender Hill. It has. It has. And it's been 
yeah, it's been a journey as a child being chucked out of District 6 um, and growing up in Lavendale and what I've experienced as a young child in Lavendale. And I decided that I wanted to add lavender for the hills. Um, because if you Google lavender hill, it takes you to two places, a place where they actually grow lavender hill and us. And what has been depicted from our beloved community is not really the realities that really happens there. So for Police Abafazi B2, and that's the name of my organization in the heart of a Khoisan township, it's primarily to bring the lavender to the hills, but also as an organization that I started in my dining room and garage and stayed here for eight years supporting women and supporting families. It has been a journey where we find ourselves currently uh, building a women's center from 26 containers. We find ourselves struggling to even put up an additional four-bed facility at the center because I see the gap in services for women and for children, and especially the LGBTQ plus community. You know, I started an emergency safe house eight years ago, and I only work in the context of emergencies. But there's a gap. There is no such facility for the LGBTQ person that in the year and the now, when that person needs to escape, or the person has been violated coming from a hospital, where would that person go in an emergency? So one of those four beds that I'm trying to put up, and I'm currently running a fundraiser, that I'm asking 1,500 persons to donate only 200 rand because I need 300,000 to put up the facility. At least the lavender that I bring with that safe space is that I will dedicate one emergency bed to an LGBTQ person where that person could come and for the first 72 hours will be safe and we will then find the necessary support and services for the person then to move on from us. Have you always been an activist at heart, uh, I mean, growing up? You know, our circumstances, my circumstances growing up directed me into the path that I'm at. Because when we moved into Lavendale, um, in the in the concrete jungle that we were thrown into the flood, there was already people living in Freikhorn, which were the people, the rightful people that had to be moved into the flats. And so you found that there were clashes between us that were living in the flats and the people from Freikhorn. And so my grandfather started the peacemakers in the flat to protect the women and children. And that was how, how I grew up, that the, the, we were protected as children and women because of the clashes that was between the community. And I always wanted to to give back because I grew up with grandparents that believed that my neighbor was my family and we had to share, we had to help. So this was this was my foundation. Um, but it took me into different directions. It took me into into my way of activism. I, I didn't know that I was going to stand on a podium a year ago and literally fight for the life of my daughter 
because when I'm mad and when I'm sad and I don't have the answers, I look at my daughter, who is my motivation, who is my reason for doing what I'm doing. And I look at all the other daughters, my neighbors, which might not be my immediate neighbors. I look at the daughters and I have to continue because I hope that in the next couple of years, when they are adult women, that they would feel much safer than what I am currently feeling and what I am currently saying. You know, here I see us, South Africa, our women are unsafe, our women are dying. What is happening? We cannot be paying lip service after lip service. And when women are killed, we say we are condemning, condemning, but there is no action to the words. Tony Bellot said to Fav and ISF, I'm leading the conversation. The more you listen, the more you know, the more we hear you, the more we get to know you better. And of course, we're getting to know Sister Lucinda Evans uh, a little bit better uh, out in Lavender Hill. Who told the cops in no uncertain <laughs> she didn't compromise. She told them exactly how she felt and they understood. She made it onto the BBC's list of 100 inspiring and influential women from around the world last year. If you haven't heard about her, we'll talk more in a moment. Bongi Kuala on SAFM. What kind of teeth will this authority have when the law has been broken? I, I am happy that you have asked this question, Bongi, because some people were arguing in some other forum that no, no, this is xenophobic, anti-immigrants and anti-refugees, anti-asylum seekers. And I said you are trivializing border management. At the borders, we have got problems of child and women trafficking. We have got the problem of counterfeit goods. We have got the problem of illicit cigarettes for which the government was attacked in recent days. We have got problems of hijacked cars going through the borders almost every day. But it's no treaty to bring them back. We also have cross-border crime syndicates and cross-border terrorism. All those need to be well-coordinated at the border. We'll be working with other law enforcement authorities to make sure that these things do not happen in the way they are doing now. Home Affairs Minister Dr. Aaron Mutsoledi. Beyond the Headline on SAFM. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Noisy neighbors making you turn up the volume? We get it. But there's noise, and then there's need. So if you hear something disturbing happening nearby, take action, turn down your radio, and turn up your attention. Visit gbv.org.za to report abuse or ask for help. Turn down your radio. Listen. Act. We'll be right here when you're done. You can believe it. Lucinda Evans is power as we celebrate Women's Month this year. Uh, Lucinda, you are known or you come across to a lot of people as measured. And on the day you told the police you will not move, you will not move us today, what shifted? Sister Lucinda? Okay, I think we'll have to reconnect with uh, Lucinda there. Our line is misbehaving a little bit. We'll uh, connect with uh, Lucinda in a moment. Stay with us right here on SIFM 104 to 107 at 18 minutes to 5.
boy found Sis Lucinda. Hey, phone lines, uh, they just decide they want to sleep. Sis Lucinda, uh, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, technology, I tell you. No, we we're just saying, you know, on, on the day you said to the police, you know, nicely, you will not moor us today. What shifted? <laughs> what changed? Because you are seen as somebody who's measured. You make your point, but measured. That day something shifted, something changed. Well, and it and it wasn't and it wasn't daily to call the police out because the day before um we had students that marched to the CTICC that you know wanted to address the president in terms of what was what was happening. You know, we, it, it was in a time when the death of Uyunemi, the death of JC Hayes, um and, and and the the women and you know I take my heels off to the young women who took charge of the marches and because the police were heavy handed and because I was in a space um, that time I was still part of the community police forum it was important for me as one of the speakers to make sure that we were all safe and so as as the police of my colleagues and my friends, but they were also fathers and they were protectors and they were working on the instruction. And the instruction that day was clear. We were going to be moored. So I wanted to secure that no one will be moored as women because we are so moored enough that when we wanted to voice our dissatisfaction, our pain, that was a very, very painful march we were coming there in lieu of two 19-year-old university students brutally murdered. And so as a protector, and my narrative is as a protector, I see myself as a human rights defender. I wanted to make sure that we were all safe. So yes, I uttered those words unapologetically. And I called even on the commander's name that time to say, I am addressing you. You will stand down. You will not moor us today. We will say what we need to say, do what we need to do, and the organizers will hand over the memorandum peaceful and we will disperse. And that is what that day was about. And, and it's sad because when we come back again to 5th September, my one question, my one, one question I want to ask the president of our country the words, it, it means nothing because there are no real consequences in this country for violence against women. None. That's there the- are no real action when it comes to perpetrators that perpetrate violence against women. Yeah, aye, it's rough. It's rough. Let's talk about uh, Pelisa Abafazbeto. This is uh, the idea was born at home, and uh, you took part of your home and turned it into a hive of positive, changing um, activities. Oh, Mandla, I have to correct you. The name Pelisa Abafazbeto was born on the bridge of the Umzivubu River on a trip that I was and I got very ill and I stopped at that bridge and two women that were selling movies, they assisted me. I actually spent the night on that bridge. I was very, very ill. Five kilometers from my destination. And when I arrived in Port St. John's the next day, I asked, what does healing mean? And that name, I didn't know 
it was going to manifest in my dining room and in my garage where I started the organization. And for eight years, I ran the project from my, my home, from the dining room and the garage. And having a Isitkosa name in a Khoisan community was also very interesting because people couldn't pronounce the entire name. So they either called the organization Pelisa, which was which was our value proposition, or they called us Abafazi. Um and and you know, running the project in, in my in my personal space yes, for eight years, my family didn't have a family home like a normal family would have because we had total strange women coming for help. And it wasn't a nine-to-five day back in the day. It was all hours of the day and night and early morning. And I remember the one night when the police arrived with a mother and five children. And the officer said, ma'am, I cannot put this woman in a cell. She was a victim of domestic violence. The mom was badly injured. You had five crying children. And that night, those children shared my children's bed. And the mom, we put the mom into our bed. And my husband and I both slept under the tea, which prompted me then to, to sell my car. And I bought a Wendy house. And that was my first safe house at the back of my house. Um, and again, I, I, I didn't know with COVID lockdown, because we moved out two years ago from the house and we were hiring space at the Lavender High School. And not knowing when the harsh lockdown happened and the school told us, you, you cannot operate, that I would come back into the garage and convert the little space in my garage I had lived into a kitchen. And we were cooking since the 20th of March. We were cooking 3,000 meals from that garage. Up until yesterday, we're still cooking, not in the garage, you know, we have now um, temporary space at the Sullivan Primary School. But I had come back home this harsh lockdown. Women and children didn't know where next, like the food was going to come from, where in the harsh lockdown we couldn't move. Um, when we think about lockdown, I didn't have a lockdown holiday because we were still as a getting food to people, you know, doing food parcels. We put a plight out. Companies that said, do you want money? I said, no, I need money, but I need food parcels more. Because these provisions didn't reach Lavendio. And the support that we thought that we were going to it didn't come. But people were hungry. And women and children and older persons and disabled people were stuck at home. And so I could only do what I know from my narrative, you know, love my neighbor and reach out. And strategically, I had to negotiate with the same police school buildings <laughs> for my 10 kitchens <laughs> to operate. And, you know, having social distancing in the township where people have masks, in a township where we had to teach people social distancing, so from the time so, so please hold that thought for me. Please hold. I, I like what you're doing. Maybe we should give you a new nickname. Sister Lucinda Evans, the protector. <laughs> Stay with us. 
Sunrise. So I've got them doing stunts of talking in my ear, and they say that we have to take this call, but they won't tell me who it is. Which worries me a little bit. I mean, you have no idea who it could be. Could it be the president? Could it be the minister of basic education? Could it be Kathy Mokhlachana, who's just rung to say hi? Could it be Bongi Gwala? Do you're not going to give me any clues, eh? No, you say I have to find out. Who's on the line? Stephen, good morning. How are you? Ah, oh, it's Mike from Newlands. <laughs> I know your Friday is not complete without a call from Mike. <laughs> Do you know it's this good thing there's solid glass that you're socially isolated now, hey? Yeah. I hope I hope wearing his bulletproof jacket. He's wearing a very big face mask. I can tell you that. <laughs> Stephen, thanks so much for taking my call. The tried and tested wake-up option. SAFM Sunrise weekdays six to nine a.m. Eight minutes to five on SFM. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, activist and protector uh, Lucinda Evans are talking to us from uh, Lavender Hill in the Mother City, Cape Town. Hopefully the weather is pleasant there. The BBC heard uh, about you and uh, they, may, they, they put you on that uh, very powerful list, which I hope has uh, made people aware of the efforts and the work that you do and are coming in and great numbers to be of assistance to you. Sister Lucinda? I know not a lot of people know that I I made that list last year, um, but I'm I'm really honoured that BBC formally uh, and and recognise the efforts of all of us. You know, I, I brought that accurate home because it's not Lucinda Evans a soloist. It's Lucinda Evans a team within police and society. It is Lucinda Evans in the team in the Great Eleven Year. So, so now I received that nomination and on the list, I devoted that accolade to the hard work of women and men. Because there are men in my organization as well that are standing side by side with me for the community. I am deeply honored to have received this award also as a Khoisan woman in the townships of Lavender Hill. It is well-deserved, I must say. But we, we must ask, uh, Sister Lucinda, I'm looking at time. How can we help? Because here it's not about anything else. It's about, you know, following your vision, your narrative, uh, because not only did you protect the vulnerable, uh, you protected those that are, v- are viewed as villains as well because you understood that at the end of the day, these are parents, uncles, and so forth, so everybody needs to be protected and you took on a bigger role. How can we help? How can we help uh, Pilisaba Fazibetri and all the other initiatives that you're busy with at the moment, given the challenges as well of COVID-19? Thank you, Mandla. Um, the, biggest, the biggest project for us at the moment is to get that four-bit emergency safe house facility up. Um, the shortfall is 300,000 and I want to put it out the 200 grand 1,500 individuals to help us. But the biggest need is a vehicle. We've been taking food into the informal settlements on a trolley. Four women are pulling this trolley and getting a 100-litre pot in there. I can't access at the moment because we don't have a robust 4 by 4 bucky. And I've made appeals uh, for certain bucking groups and we've written letters and it's not you know, it's not panned out. And those are the two big priorities for us at the moment. But I also need support of men, good men 
as yourself, Mandela, and many others, to help elevate the voice of all women, and to call men out that are hurting us, and to stand side by side with these advocacy, but also our organizations. We need men to hold men accountable. That is violent, that is failing us, and that is the example of the boy child growing up and thinking that it is normal to hurt a woman. Sis, listen, that, uh, yes. I'm afraid I'm going to ask for your contact details quickly so that you know, this can continue. So, so I can be contacted on 0788-772107. Fantastic. Sis, listen, we'll talk more, but power to your hands. Thank you, Mantla. Yeah. Have a good day. We, we hope next time we talk, you know, we'll be talking about uh, people that are coming through to help as well. Because, I mean, what you're doing has a lot of social contact. And with COVID-19, it's a bit difficult. But somehow you get it right. Power to your hands. Power to everyone involved. We hope that uh, this is a lesson for everybody. Because, uh, as they say, each one teach one. Every child is my child. Every parent is my parent. So we are in this together. Be blessed and uh, stay strong. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's uh, Sis Lucinda Evans. I will uh, repeat that number for you to get in touch with her. She's looking uh, to get a vehicle so that uh, they can avoid using trolleys uh, to deliver goods and so that uh, the ladies who pull the trolley might can be busy, you know, maybe reading stories to little ones. You know, helping with, you know, the basics of education and other things as well. And also a call to brothers. Get involved. That's not, this is not about ladies only. Brothers as well, please. If you are in the area, get involved. This is a chance for you. Pretoria is going to be.